Welcome to Real College Talk. My name is Morgan Heath Powers. And my name is Nikhil Nombori. Real College Talk is your destination for honest and relevant college and post-secondary conversation. In this week's episode, Nikhil and I are really excited to dive into a very big topic. Um, this week we were talking all about mental health and specifically how it applies to students like ourselves who are going through college applications, who are going into college and, and who are essentially gearing up for the real world ahead. Um, just to kind of start us off, you know, mental health is not something new. There's so much conversation surrounding mental health, um, specifically like mental health challenges. So anxiety, depression, stress, things like that. Um, but before we get started, I just want to set the stage by saying like, Anyone who is a living, breathing human being with a brain, with a heart, with emotions, like you have, you have mental health. Like it's something to consider. It's just like our physical health. Um, and oftentimes, you know, the discussion surrounding mental health, particularly for young adults like ourselves is, oh, well, we're just bombarded with social media and information. And so of course, mental health is a challenge. And, and what I want to say is that social media or college applications or any one thing that is not the single source of mental health challenges. Sure, there are things in life that can stress us out, and Akil is going to talk specifically about different, you know, triggers and, and experiences that we have going through college applications and schooling in general that, that um, you know, make these mental health challenges manifest early on in life. Uh, but those things aside, like um, anyone who's listening who experiences anxiety or depression or or, or anything related to mental health, um, this episode also applies to you. Um, and so it doesn't have to be a circumstantial thing. So in this episode, Nikhil and I will be discussing, you know, what, what kinds of mental health considerations should we specifically as young people be taking into account? Um, and be talking about it specifically in context of our education and and you know in, in context of the US educational system even more exciting is at the end we're going to be discussing you know what do we do about this so um, what are some actionable tools that you can start using today what are things that have helped us what are things that you know research shows can really help to combat these mental health challenges so that you can be your optimal self um, in school in your social life and in life in general we want to leave you with tools that you can use to totally crush it in college applications, to totally crush it in college or wherever else you are choosing to go, um, but to also give you tools that you can carry forward in life. Um, so with all of that said, we want to go ahead and zone in on what kinds of mental health considerations and challenges do we see specifically with high schoolers, with college students here in the U.S., um, and I think that you will definitely relate to some of these experiences. So Nikhil, can you talk a little bit about what that looks like for young people like ourselves? Yeah, and before I get to college and college applications specifically, Morgan and I were discussing when we were planning this episode, if we touched on every single element of mental health challenges, we'd be here for hours. So we wanted to, to really zone in on college and college applications because that's probably our most recent experience. And we really felt like we could use our specific experience to help guide you in, in how mental health struggles do manifest themselves in, in college, in high school, in college applications. So I want to preface all of this by saying college and college applications can be stressful. We can use it as an opportunity to learn to manage stress. Mental health challenges don't start or end with college or college applications, but during this time, students experience a lot of mental health challenges in a new or really impactful way. Mm -hmm. So to touch on some of the ways that mental health challenges manifest themselves in college and college applications, I have a, a list of a few ways that it might have impacted me and other students, peers. Morgan, you can jump in wherever it affected you. Um, the first is in low self-esteem. I know a lot of people 
that when they were applying to colleges, especially when they were in high school, they felt that they weren't good enough. I don't have the right scores to get into this college or my essays are never going to be good enough or why would they take me? And that comes from comparing to other students and their success, looking at other students and saying they're better than me or I'm never going to be as good as them or what did they do to get into that college? So low self-esteem is something that really plagues a lot of students when they're applying to colleges, especially or when they're in high school. The main issue that I had is I had a couple existential crises during my college (laughs) application and during college when you really don't know what you want out of your college experience. And it's really important to note that that's okay. Most people don't know what they want out of college so normal. before they get in. Yeah, when you're applying to colleges and you're not quite sure which major to select mm-hmm. or you don't know what to write that essay about, that is not a reflection on your preparedness for life. And that's where I got caught up quite a bit. I would encounter a difficult situation in my applications or in college, and I would think that that would reflect on how prepared I was for my career or for my college education. Another way that students can have that existential crisis moment is when they don't get into a college or a program or they're waiting on a decision letter, especially for people who struggle with anxiety, Mm -hmm. that feeling of not knowing whether or not you're getting into a college can really haunt you over the course of the couple months that you're waiting. And if, unfortunately, you don't get into a college or a program and It's going to happen for most people. You're not going to get in some places. Uh, It can be difficult to deal with that in a healthy way and to see that as a regular part of life rather than, again, reflection on how prepared you are for life. And the reason that these occurrences can, can be amplified as a student is there's a lot of social pressure that we face in in getting into colleges and applying to them. Uh, Families can want you to pick a specific path that you don't necessarily want. And that kind of compounds and that brings about new struggles. There are other issues like financial stress. um, Social media is a major source of comparison. But these are all ways that mental health struggles that exist in students can be amplified during the college and college application process. But we can do something about it. And that starts with evaluating how you're currently caring for your mental health. So the first step is always awareness. You should be aware, like Morgan said, that mental health is something that you have to take care of. It's just like physical health. Everyone has to take care of their mental health. And you have to identify tools to to care for it. So Morgan, what does that look like? Absolutely. You know, once you already establish that awareness and you're you understand like hey, I, I'm feeling a little bit extra stressed today. I've, I've been feeling really anxious this week or I don't know why I'm so down and negative and I can't seem to get out of it. Um, for me, what's been most helpful is to get out of my own head sometimes. Often we, we just kind of get these thought loops running through our head that can, for lack of a better term, can just kind of psych us out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe comparing ourselves to others or we're getting overwhelmed with all the applications we're doing or all the schoolwork that we have coming up and, and looking at how, how hard everyone else is working and, and just feeling overwhelmed or, or maybe it looks different for you, just not really knowing what steps to take, being unsure about the future. For me, taking steps to get out of my own head allowed me to think clear. So, you know, oftentimes we just need to change of environment. So for example, if you find yourself, you know, maybe you're always working on your homework in in your dorm or you always work on your college applications in in your bedroom at your desk like I did. Um, Sometimes I would find myself working and I would get really stressed out and I was very isolated and alone. And and instead of, you know, maybe turning to my phone to look at social media or something like that, I would instead leave my phone inside and I would go on a 10 minute walk. Mm -hmm. I just go walk outside. Yeah. And I would try and give my brain just like 
a breather for a moment. Um, changing that environment can help you to come back with a new perspective. So when you feel yourself kind of spiraling in your thoughts or, or you find yourself comparing to other people a lot, if you can, you know, step out of that environment for a bit, give yourself a, a break and a breather to really reflect or, or just kind of let those thoughts go for a little bit, that can help you to return to that situation with a fresher perspective. Yeah, I agree for sure. My, uh, my best tip for getting out of your own head. And that's something that I do pretty prevalent among like analytical personalities. <laughs> uh, I, I'm always thinking. And when I'm always thinking, intangible thoughts can be really hard to rationalize. So my best tool is to write down all my thoughts that are staying in my head. And once I make them tangible, I'm able to, to better evaluate how rational they really are. Mm-hmm. So if I'm getting stressed out or worked up about something, when I write down a thought, I'm able to analyze how much it really should be troubling me. And if it's really something of concern, then I can go ahead and address it. Sure. But if it's something ridiculous that I shouldn't even be thinking about, I'm able to, to better process why it needs to get out of my head. That's so true. And I think another part of that is sometimes whatever is stressing us out, we can kind of take that upon ourselves like okay i didn't get into this school and therefore i i am that rejection right mm-hmm. totally illogical but like there are many people listening who can totally relate to that and if you write it out on a piece of paper like Nikhil's talking about you get it outside of yourself and you can look at it from an objective perspective another tip i have is to pick something that you know can always help you to relax and, and just calm mm-hmm. yourself um so the caveat with this is maybe you're stressed out because you've been procrastinating on your college essays you're been procrastinating on your homework and the best thing to do is to really assess your workload and just dive in and get the work done but maybe you're finding yourself really burnt out or you're worried about the future or whatever it may be and you just need to give yourself another breather like I talked about earlier pick something that you know will help you to relax and be sure that you're dedicating a bit of time to it and giving your mind a break so for me like I love to read but especially during busy seasons in life like I don't have time in the middle of the day to sit there and read a book so my rule is like I never bring my computer to bed like I never do any work right before bed instead I always get super cozy I bring myself a cup of tea and I read just like a chapter in my book and it could be two minutes it could be five minutes it could be ten minutes um but doing that like I crave it every single night now because it really helps me to wind down and because it's a habit like it always works for me like I always find that whatever happened in that day when I sit down with my tea in my bed and reading my book at the end of the night like it sounds so dorky but it really helps to relax me and so I encourage you to pick that one thing that you can always turn to when you're starting to feel that stress or that anxiety arise um, to give your mind a break and and see if that helps you as well. Yeah and we joke that Morgan's kind of like a grandma sometimes, but that's a, that's an amazing that's an amazing tool. And maybe maybe it's not a book for for you. For me, it's music. That's something that I use. Uh, I would recommend reading. I, I probably should read some more. So I'm going to try and follow that example. Uh, another way that you can process some of your thoughts is get out of your head through a conversation by talking to a friend. I know there have been plenty of times that Morgan's been my friend that I've reached out to when and I need to process an idea. Yeah. yeah. So that's another great way to, to get out of your head. And the ultimate goal of all of those tips is to move out of analysis paralysis. Morgan, can you touch on what that is and how that affects students? <laughs> yes. What is analysis paralysis? Well, let me paint the picture for you. I have encountered this many a time where maybe you're sitting down to work on that homework assignment or to check off that to do that you've been putting off or to work on that final essay that's like the hardest prompt that you've been putting to the very end because you don't know what you're going to say to it and 
you sit down to do it and all of a sudden the hour that you were going to spend on that task, you've actually spent an hour stressing and worrying about spending an hour on that task. Mm -hmm. So analysis paralysis is when we get so caught up in our own heads that we actually can't take the proper action to get out of that stress or to get out of that situation that is bringing us stress and anxiety. Um, and this doesn't, this doesn't apply for anyone. Many people listening, maybe you work really, really hard all the time and you're getting stressed because you're overwhelmed and you need to like take a breather. Mm -hmm. But many of us also encounter this, this piece of analysis paralysis. And so, um, what I like to say is just like, think about aligning your actions. So identify, you know, maybe it's writing that thing down. That's worrying you. Um, I have five more applications to go. This paper is due in two days, whatever it might be. I need to figure out how I'm going to secure this student loan to be able to go to this school. Um, I'm unsure about the future, writing it out on a piece of paper and ask yourself what action can I take? Because sometimes, like Nikhil said, we have these illogical thoughts about things that worry and stress us out. And they're things that you know might just totally be out of our control. So for example, once you've submitted those applications, once you've submitted that assignment, once you've had that conversation with that person, like it's out of your control, like there's nothing else you can do. And so asking yourself, okay, what action can I take if any? So sometimes what I like to do is I'll have a piece of paper and on the left side, I'll write, what I can control and on the right side, I'll write what I can't control. And oftentimes on what you can control, there's only one or two things that you can really do. Mm -hmm. And once you take that action, everything else is, you know, there's nothing else that you can do. When we get in that place of analysis paralysis, we start to actually not take the action that we need to take in order to get out of that situation. An example of this is procrastination, which like, mm -hmm. like I don't know anyone who hasn't procrastinated on something in their life. like it can happen to the best of us, um, getting that thing out on paper and just recognizing, Hey, this is something I have to do, whether I like it or not. How, how can I make it as painless as possible? And then aligning your actions, you'll be able to sit back afterwards and take a deep breath and, and probably feel some relief of that stress or anxiety that you were experiencing. And if there's any point where you're, you're sitting down and you're, you're writing things down and you're trying to identify what you can control and what you can't control. Mm -hmm. And you get to the place where you don't think that there's anything that you can control or you're not able to think of stuff. That's a great time to turn to friends, to mm -hmm. going and taking a walk, pursuing a more active lifestyle. And one thing that I think is super important that we haven't mentioned yet is therapy. Yeah. A lot of highly, highly successful people say that therapy is one of the most important part of their lives because they're able to process their thoughts in a healthy way. So that's just another way that you can tackle some mental health challenges that arise in a healthy way because we know that they're especially prevalent among students uh, at this time. And be there for other people who are going through mental health challenges. There's always something you can do for others. And like Morgan was saying earlier, mental health is just really starting to be discussed. It's, it's mm -hmm. been a more prevalent issue more recently. And that's a great thing because now we're able to address it and destigmatize it right. and take active steps to build a network where people aren't alone in their mental health challenges. Absolutely. Like anyone who's listening who can relate to any of this, you are not alone. Um, and so what we really want to close out in this episode is start to look around you, um, look at your friends, at your family. And, you know, if they, if they seem to be exhibiting signs of stress and overwhelm and anxiety and depression or any of these different things, um, start to think about how you can be there for them. Maybe it's as simple as sending them this episode or just, you know, opening up a conversation with them. 
to make them feel less alone. Um, and so if this, if this episode did relate to you, you are not alone. And we truly hope that these tools and tips were helpful to you. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, please go ahead and leave us a comment or reach out to us via Instagram. Both Nikhil and I are on there and you can follow at Real College Talk. Um, and we would love to hear what you think about this episode. I know that these were tools that have really helped me over time and that I continue to use um, to this day. Like I talked about in the beginning of this episode, considering mental health, it's not something that we should be doing just during college applications or just during a stressful time in our life. Like this is life and being able to properly manage stressful situations or, or recognize when we need help, when we need to seek therapy, when we need to seek outside resources, that is a huge skill. And it truly is a skill that we need to develop in ourselves. And so I hope that this episode was useful to you. And Nikhil, thank you so much for tackling this topic with me. Yeah, thank you, Morgan. Thank you to everyone who tuned in here at Real College Talk. We like to, we like to say, keep it real. And this is one of those topics that's it's really hard to, to be real about because it can be such an impactful personal experience. But by talking about it, we're able to share that people aren't alone in, in their mental health challenges. And hopefully we were able to keep it real with you in this episode. And we'd love to keep it real with you in any private conversations that we have. So feel free to reach out if you want to discuss anything that we covered in this episode. Thanks so much, Nikhil. Keep it real. Keep it real. And that's a wrap to this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our mission is to deliver insights and advice that will empower you to jumpstart your life in high school, college, your career, and beyond. But the real talk doesn't stop here. To spread the message of Real College Talk, share this episode with someone who you know could benefit from it. Keep the conversation going and reach out to realcollegetalk101 at gmail.com to let us know what topics and guests you hope to hear from next. Hey, Nikhil, did you know we're on seven podcasting platforms? Are you for real? <laughs> we always keep it real here at ICT. To catch our real talk, listen on Spotify, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or visit anchor.fm slash realcollegetalk for more options. Wait, Morgan, you're forgetting one more thing. Oh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at realcollegetalk. We love featuring our guests and connecting with listeners like you. In the meantime, keep it real. Keep it real.